This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You are watching and listening to Chris... And Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! You're watching Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Leicester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Right, Chris. Do I look smug enough? Could I look any more? This is my... I attempted my Jeremy Clarkson smug look. I had a knock on the door. About, oh, I'd say about an hour ago. And it was my neighbour asking to see if it was all right. And I went, why should all I can do is hear you screaming? I thought you were being attacked. I said, no, 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 no. Leicester were just scoring some goals. And that's how loud I was screaming. This is where he Watch us on YouTube. 
Listen on your favourite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Mind you, last night she did bring me some sticky toffee pudding round, which is my favourite. So I've got to love her, but bless her. All I can say is, Amundi, Rich, Maisie, Reese, Matt, Keen, Errol, and my brother-in-law, your boys took a hell of a beating. Your boys took a hell of a beating today. <laughs> I'm going to get all these in. It might not happen again. It's the post-match show. We got Dirt Brad and we got Maisie coming up straight after this. It's the Premier League post-match show with Chris, with Chris and Brad, Brad on Leicester Till I Die TV. Good evening to everybody. How the devil are you all? You thought I wasn't going to say it. Uh, Facebook user, good evening. Not sure who you are. Ronaldo wouldn't make our reserves. I've got to be honest with you. I had to double check he was actually in the team because in the first half, I didn't think he was. And David, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Have mercy, Chris. Why? <laughs> I was talking last night uh, or the night before to Amondi, the aforementioned Amondi, and that was a bit my what we call my Norwegian rant. And um, he said, "Oh, I can't look for. I'm really looking forward to doing the post-match review with Chris on Monday night. Guess what, Amondi? Not looking to it, <laughs> looking forward to it as much as I am. <laughs> Brad, how are you doing, sir? How the devil are you? Oh, it feels." Good to see Leicester back playing Leicester City football, doesn't it, mate? That's something we haven't seen in seven weeks of football. But boy, did we pick a time to get back to our best. God, that wow. was that was the best all season. And that's how we should have been playing for the last seven games until in Europe, isn't it, really? Yeah, definitely. We're talking about. I mean, we we we've done a few streams elsewhere, and we've talked about it on here when we was doing the build up to this game, Christian. We 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 was even at the point where we'd have taken a performance and bypassed the result. You know, we we was at a yeah. point where where things were kind of getting to that point where we just wanted to see a performance, and then the result kind of came second. And to get the performance and the result in such a, a way, we did. And the trials of tribulation of how the game unfolded, it's just so satisfying to sit yeah. here after playing Manchester United at home. And I've got to say game. to the Man United fans, um, Soyuncu's got a bigger dick than Harry Maguire as well. Rumour has it. <laughs> Rumour has it. Allegedly, I don't know personally, I should add. Um, we're going to uh, invite Maisie, who is here from Devils United TV. We're going to try and be nice to her, haven't we? No, no. Maisie, hello. I'm always nice to you, Brad. <laughs> I know you are. I'm just saving you because I know what Chris is like. <laughs> I've got to be honest with you, Maisie. Um, you just said <laughs> before we came alive, um, 
would we take Harry Maguire back? I mean, 80 million for Harry Maguire, Harry Maguire 3 million for Johnny Evans. Big Who's winning your team? That we never got rid of Johnny Evans. And I said that even when I think he left under Louis Van Gaal. And yeah. I was like, it's just going to be such a big mistake and it's going to bite us one day. And it has. This, these kind of games is where it does bite us. And when you do, when you are lacking in that centre back role, for me, it just yeah. felt like Harry Maguire, he had one training session uh, since coming back from his injury. He should have not even been in that starting lineup. He shouldn't have even been on the bench. It should have been a Victor Lindelof and an Eric Bailly partnership. And who knows with Eric Bailly being in that squad, we might have conceded a couple of less goals knowing how quick he was because both Lindelof and Maguire are slow type of defenders. I mean, I was surprised when I heard him was it was in the team because obviously I knew he'd been injured. But you know, like you mentioned there, Louis Van Gaal, and I know you've seen this, but oh, I've got to no. play. <laughs> they are memories. That is just. <laughs> I mean, Brad, as I say, this was the sort of performance we'd have expected against, and no disrespect to them, but your favourite team, Norwich, you know, if because they are so bad. But this, and, and uh, you know, the compliment to Man United, this is against a Man United team who a lot of people said will, you know, win with a chance of winning the league. Yeah. Um... Does anyone else here think that Ronaldo's thinking he picked the wrong man? You, or the wrong Manchester? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did he, did he go? Did he mean to go to the police team because he just got absolutely robbed by Solanke? Got absolutely fleeced today. I mean, look, all joking aside, right? You know, he is a, a world class footballer, but the only goat today he was was munching on the turf because he didn't have a sniff with our defence. We absolutely just put over £300 million worth of talent to the sword. And in all fairness, probably I would give United maybe the goal in the first half. But apart from that, I don't think they deserve much more than what they got out of the game. Genuinely honest. And and, and I sit here, not getting too overzealous about the result, but genuinely on that performance, if you said to me one was, you know, when we've done it before, Chris, you said one was fourth, one was 13th. And you said to a neutral, tell me which one's flying high in, in league for in league position wise and which one's struggling. You would never in a month of Sundays gone Manchester United with a team in fourth. Well, do you think that's fair, Maisie? I mean, again, before Brad joined us before, I, I think I mean I probably we're gonna see Liverpool first on match of the day because it was five nil. Welcome back, Ranieri. Like the man. Um, but you know, I thought it was a great game. It should be first. And I think if it had ended up a draw, because at 2-2 I was saying, blow your whistle now, do a Donald Trump and end it now. Uh, but I thought it was two teams going for it. Mm -hmm. When it when you first watched it on the first half and it was 1-1, you thought, right, they've both just been as good as each other. It was just as plain as simple as that. We Our passing, I thought, was absolutely uh, sloppy in the first half. We was giving the ball too cheaply away and Leicester was dominating us in their midfield. Um, I was on a watch-along on the Man United agenda and when it came to the second half, um, it took... Nearly five minutes put Rashford on, and you think he's too on the touchline. Put the fella on, 
But um, it was a question here, should Sancho will come off or should it was Green will come off and then put Sancho on the right? So we still got that balance in the wingers. Who knows? Personally, I wouldn't have took... I personally wouldn't have took Greenwood off and then put uh, left Sancho on. But... Mm. Um, I think the biggest mistake what Man United did was taking Matic off and putting on Scott McTominay. Because when you play against Leicester City, because they are an attacking team, and on their day, like you, you's are a very good team. For me, you's are like top six quality kind of team. You need a proper defensive midfielder playing against Leicester City. Um, and Matic was that player for that. And when you put taking him off and putting Scott McTominay on, who isn't even a defensive midfielder, that was the whole part because the team just flopped completely. And this is and that's when you started to get them um, obviously left other goals. Hmm. I mean, uh, <laughs> Terry, how you doing? Did your dog come up and uh, lick you awake? You could you collapsed on the floor. Um, <laughs> Uh, it is. It is. The, it is. The, it was an excellent performance. And like I say, you know, we gave Man United as much chances as we could. You know, we played a Marty. We we brought Perez on. I don't know what more we could have done for you, Maisie. If I if I'm honest, um, I'm really grateful to Brendan Rodgers for this day. And um, yeah, we didn't take the advantage as well. Well, we could. There was some ones where. Um, like they got put wide several times by Ronaldo. They got put wide by Greenwood as well. If we put if we put them chances through, we could have obviously got that a little bit higher. But when you look at previous games, we've had like twenty six shots and then four on target. Mm. Why is that? It, we we, we will that? be looking at the stats. Believe you me, Maisie. Oh, we will yeah, be looking wait. at the stats later. I know Brad doesn't like them either. But Brad, looking at this team, I mean. We, we we discussed the teams last night on the preview show with with Craig. We picked out a combined eleven uh, on his on his own blessing. Um, we we were struggling. We thought to actually get enough defenders, and we thought that Brendan would just go for four because you know um, we we haven't got that many sort of injury free defenders on there. But you know when you look at that, you know Marty. You, you kind of gulping your breath a bit, but you know, Rogers made a, a few brave decisions there. Pierre and Castagno, you know, it's been a long, long time since we've seen that. Um, and even Madison, <laughs> you know, looking at that, and you can see, you know, the Arsenal will be back in after him after that performance. Yeah, it was, you know, we, we probably learned more so over the last few months to probably never question Brendan's tactical choices. Um, I think mm. if at any other time he'd gone for a back four, we wouldn't have seen it as wing backs. We'd have seen it as a left back and a right back, and it would have been a 5 3 mm. 1 1 or something like that. But when I saw the line out and I grabbed the formation um, from it, um, I was quite happy with what I saw. I thought, if any if any area has been weak, uh, we didn't know how long Johnny Evans was going to get. It was great to see him on the team sheet, but we, we you know, we, mm. we we've seen with Brendan was it going to be sixty five minutes? Turned out it was eighty seven minutes. He got he practically got the full ninety, which was good. Um, I think he started to grimace a little bit near the end, and that's why he took him off. Um, I think he wanted to maybe plug them gaps whilst we had an attacking performance, so we could attack and. and and it, it worked very well. Obviously, we'll get onto that later with a segment in the show. Um, 
but it was just so refreshing to see. And, you know, the, the whole mentality seemed to just be there all game uh, as well. It was, you know, it was a defensive mm. structure that worked really well and, yeah. and, and helped not just in defence. It wasn't like Leicester went about trying to take 26 shots, blocking all of them and, and nick it 1-0. I, I never really felt that Manchester United had them, the, the, although they had their moments, I don't think there was ever a, a strong period of that game where I felt less were necessarily entirely on the back foot. You know, I, yeah, I always yeah. felt... They've there always got to think of the threat of Man United with who they've got in the team. But, yeah, it, like you say... <laughs> I was I was worried whenever they went forward, but not not overly worried. I mean, Maisie, you know, looking at your team there, were you happy with that when it was announced? You know what? When I was looking at that team, I was actually extremely happy. I was thinking, oh, great, um, Harry Maguire is back. But then I had a little bit of worry thinking, is it a bit too soon? Paul Pogba and a Matic um, d- uh, double pivot. And you think, yes, I'm so happy about this. Uh, no McFred and... Um, <laughs> everyone from everyone who's a Man United fan has basically called for this um, double pivot of uh, Matic uh, Matic but because for me they're our strongest two in terms of that midfield role. Um, yeah. I was happy at the fact, obviously, Sancho was playing and Green, but I felt like that was one of our strongest lineups we had. And <laughs> yeah, and if we well. play like that against our strongest lineup. I even I always knew from the get-go we're not going to be a title-winning team. And I've openly said that on numerous of different channels. But the f- point is, looking at today's game, we'll be lucky to even finish top four. That's how I feel at this yeah. point now. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll just have to break in there because we can actually go live now. Uh, um, we've got Ollie. Ollie on from the Man United dressing room here. Serious. You, what... you cannot be serious. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a few more of those yet, Maisie. Um, oh, I can't we... wait for them already. I really can't wait. This is why you're the nicer one, Brad. Yeah, see, I try, Maisie. This is why I stay out of it. <laughs> yeah, Brad. Brad's the nicer twin. You know. <laughs> Lucas says Matic was good. Um... Jeff, uh, fantastic performance, which we've been waiting. We have been waiting for that all season. That you was deserve the performance. You deserve the win. Yeah. Uh, well, I, like I said, I mean, I, if it had if it had finished two two, I'd have gone away and went, yeah, because it was such an entertaining end to end game. Uh, Jack says here, all these tactics are crap. Don't know how to get the best from Ronaldo. Greenwood should have stayed on. McTominay should have stayed at home. Uh, Emmanuel Daka was good. He looked dangerous from the moment he came on, Daka. Uh, Scott, really good evening, like sir. That. Yeah, how are you? Um, unlucky, Maisie, but your boys took one hell of a beating. Oh, we did We did that joke at the start. It was, it was enjoyable, Scott, enjoyable. Uh, Terry says, always told you Perez was a brilliant player. Um, oh, one of the one of the relegation favourite candidates here, Burnley, Turf Morehouse. Dan, Good evening. I said you'd win this game last night. What a result for your boys, mate. I, I, I'm smiling. I am smiling. Like I said, I don't think I could look any more any more uh, pleased with myself if I'd got a date with uh, Jennifer Aniston tonight. I think Emmanuel <laughs> just fallen asleep on his keyboard in excitement and then come back Yeah, round. wash hands, wash hands, wash hands, wash hands. 
Virtual log, virtual log, virtual log. Um, Scott says, Chris, I told you last night on your show that Vardy and Nacho up front and we'd win. 3-2 turns out. Dakar to put one in. But I'd take in the four to amazing result and effort. It, it, it so was. Um, I mean, do you think, looking at that performance, looking at that team and the way they played, and I'm not sure that he's, he's going to do this, but he's got to stick with those, hasn't he? I, I think he's definitely. If he's not going to stick, if he's not going to stick with the back four, he's definitely got to keep that mentality um, in in the way they press the game, in, in in the way they they did anything. It was a complete contrast to the things they got wrong over the last four or five weeks in, in terms of how they were defending and how they were trying to go forward. Uh, yet still have that patience and virtue about it when it was needed. It was probably the smartest performance Leicester have had around the pitch. It was probably one of the most smartest performances in terms of they did everything at the right time when they needed to. When they needed to recycle it, they did it. When they knew when to push, they knew when to go into Manchester United, but they also knew that if they felt they were getting dragged too far out, that you know, they they needed to back off and they just, it, everything clicked. And it's something mm. we've been asking for for weeks and weeks and weeks. And it was really good to see. Really good. It, it, it so, so was. Um, everything, I mean, we, we were actually getting to the ball first. We were closing. I've, ne I've never seen us close down. I can't remember the last time we closed down as good as we did in that game. Um and we we always say, don't we, that you know the better teams with respect to Man United, these better teams do let Leicester play more. But we've still got to go out and do it. And uh, you know, there's many a time we haven't. Maisie, hashtag Ollie out is trending on Twitter. It trends all the time. It trends before <laughs> the game. It trends after the game. It trends twenty four seven. I literally was seeing um, on Twitter today, fans were actually asking for Man United to lose today so they could want Ollie out. And no, I wrote a post about this on Twitter. No matter if you back your manager or not, you should want your club to win. You, you, and yeah. you know, oh, like even if you were battling, Nor if you were Norwich battling rele relegation, you still want your man and you don't like your manager, you still should want to win for the team, yes. like. Yeah. When you don't win, you automatically do turn to the manager. Uh, a lot of people do. But you need to also look at the backstage as well about um, the coaching staff we have. We've got like Michael Carrick, who hasn't even got his coaching qualifications, and he came straight into coaching as soon as he retired. You've got McKenna, who came from under-18s Man United coaching. Man Under-18s and first-team coaching is two different kettles of fish. You've got also as well players at Manchester United who can't pass a ball. It's simple football. You, As a footballer, you should know how to pass a ball and they can't even pass a 10, 10 yards to another player. And it's just absolute... It made me sick right to the bottom of my stomach watching it. Brad, can I hide behind you, please? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. You, just, you can take the barrage because I'm nice to and You take the barrage. Take <laughs> she scared, she literally scared me then. I thought uh, she's not on camera because she's turning green and bursting yeah, out, of her, out of her clothes, you know. Um, yeah, no, totally agree with you. I mean, you know, we know, 
I hate to mention Arsenal when, when we're having such fun, but you know, they, they, they are their fans are complaining after two years of misery. It's like get real, as you know, my thoughts on that. But you know, they, they want their team to lose so that Arteta gets sacked. I mean, Brad, it, we never wanted you know to lose under Prell, even though we didn't want Prell in. No, and that's exactly it. And I don't agree. I, I am 100% backing Mays in what said there. I don't agree with fans that turn around and say, oh, I hope we actually lose today just so it gives them a reason to maybe get rid of the manager. No, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you don't like managers. We didn't like managers, but I, I tell you what, I, I'm not going to you know darken the show anymore and get the mood down because we're in a good mood. Well, two out of three of us are anyway in a good mood. <laughs> You're in an um, extremely good mood. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in that sense, you know, I, I would I would I would almost say I would rather a manager prove me wrong and get us the results than 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 say, Oh, I hope we lose because if you do that and then all of a sudden you're in a relegation battle or you don't finish top of the league, you lose you, you know, you don't finish where you're supposed to be. I mean mm. I, I I would rather when Powell was in charge and we lost the game, I was gutted. And I'm frustrated because his style of play annoyed me. But I wanted his style of play to click and work unless to get out of the trouble they were coming into. Yeah. Years have gone by and the same thing happens, mate. I never want my team to lose. No. no. Turf Moore has, by the way, I was going to say congratulations to Burnley today because they did only actually lose by two. So technically, you've lost the last two to Man City by five. That was actually um, an improvement for you. Uh, hey, Dan. Scott said, um, shocked to see, look, I hope you're not doing any more fan art, Dan. I really do. Please don't. It uh, <laughs> Not after what I saw what you did yesterday. We're shocked to see Luckman not in the starting 11. Thought Castagna in the first half was left to defend against two Man United players. I was surprised not to see Luckman, but hey, <laughs> Brendan's a, Brendan is a tactical genius, isn't he? After after we win, uh, Dak yeah. of the real Zambian to score. Uh, Emmanuel it is he? As I say, as soon as he came on, he was going for it. Uh, Anthony, an Arsenal well. fan, Chris, congratulations on the win. Hope you get gold coaching staff, Man United. Hang on, let's try this. Chris, congratulations on the win. Hope you got gold coaching staff. Man United are crying about theirs. Backing up what you were saying, Maisie, really. Um, Maisie, do you feel dropping out of the top four with your upcoming fixtures? You know what? I actually think with how we're currently playing and the teams who we've got coming up, we may potentially do drop out of top four. We've got Liverpool mm. next week. We've got Spurs coming up. We've got Manchester City coming up. We're in the Champions League, we've got Atalanta twice. It's going to mm. be a very tough month. And I, I said this. Um, Leicester's this game against Leicester. This is the game where we needed to win the most because we've mm. got such a hard fixtures coming up. Because and I understand you, that, yeah. And knowing that we got slapped up by Leicester, I'm not obviously saying Leicester's a bad team because you are a really yeah. good team, but you 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 can't On get paper, slapped up. With yeah. the history, you should have been. That's this is a game you would look at and say, yeah, we should be winning it. Yeah, even if it was two one or something. Mm. A win. We needed that three points, especially knowing what was coming up. Because last season we got four nil defeat off Liverpool. We had a nil nil. I think it was nil nil in December, and that was when Liverpool was at the worst. Liverpool has got Salah, who's on his. I say he's on his best form ever mm. at the moment. And if we can't handle the likes of um, Telemans and Iniacho and Vardy, how are we going to cope with Mo Salah? 
How are we going to cope with Mane? How are we going to cope with uh, Jota? If he does, if he does that, how are we gonna when it comes to Man City? How are we gonna cope with De Bruyne or Grealish um, and Phil Foden as well? We're not gonna be able to cope with them, and the simple mm. reason it's just our coaching is just simply not good enough in my eyes. Brad, um, great timing for Leicester that performance. Spartak Moss, put my teeth back in. Spartak <laughs> Moss, I know it's this new set, I, I can't just not working like the old ones. Um, Moss, <laughs> hell, get on with it. Come on, get the word out. Hang on a minute, I'll have another gin. Um, Spartak Moscow, there we go. On Wednesday, uh, Brentford, which is not going to be easy next Sunday, and then Arsenal. We, we needed that, didn't we? Just at the right time. Oh, yeah, Chris. We definitely needed it. And and again, I like to reiterate the point. I know it's easier because we've won the game, but I, I'd like to reiterate the point that we the thing we needed the most, realistically, was the performance. Yeah. And to get a performance like that against the calibre of a United side, that have a lot probably more expect, expectations are, are on their side this season um, for what they're expected to achieve. Um, to put in just such a, a thrilling and, in my opinion, a, a controlling and dominant performance um, for the majority of it. It, it. You know, we're talking just over three hours ago, Chris. We were probably sat here thinking, oh, God, if this goes badly, you know, we've got Spartak next. We've got Brentford. That's going to be difficult. We've got Arsenal coming up great. Oh, God, we need to make sure we do it. And I was like you, Chris, even at 2-all, I was gutted, but I was going, hey, might be 2-all, but that's a performance. Before I could finish that sentence, Shane Vardy went there, there to all and, and, yeah. and then the game was the game was turned on its head yet again. I mean, it was it was a great spe- spectacle to watch from the neutrals. Um, and, yeah, I just really, really enjoyed not just the result, but the performance was just so pleasing to see. You know, you talk about things happening at the right time in football. That this needs to be it from Leicester. This needs to be the thing that kicks them on, and then you know we go get get ourselves back. You know, get ourselves back in contention in Europa League with a win. Yes. We need to then yeah. go and get do a job over Brentford on the Sunday. We, you know, and we need to use this momentum. We need to continue this vein of form because you will struggle to stop a team playing like that um, yes. throughout the season. But, um, Maisie, let's be honest with you, what a goal to start it off, in fairness. I don't think anybody was stopping that, were they? No. Um, Mason Greenwood, I actually reckon he is one of our best players from the academy in a long time. I rate mm. him a lot higher than Rashford. I rate him a lot higher than Scott McTominay. I rate him the, a lot higher than Dean Henderson. I just think he's just such an amazing talent and he's literally just such a pleasure to watch. What I do also love about Greenwood is playing, he didn't even play in his natural position for one. He plays as, he's like a striker role. Um, and obviously because of the lives of Cavani and Ronaldo there, he's not going to get there for a good few years. And he's adapted so well to that right-hand side. Um, yeah. As well, he's good on both his feet. He can literally score as good as each... Uh, both feet, he can score as good as each other. He's just absolutely amazing. But, they, we don't, you know, <laughs> anything you can do, we can do better, as they say. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say it was better, but... Nice goal from Tillemans, wasn't it? I mean, it was literally 
top, what did they call it? Top bins, wasn't it? It reminded me of a goal for, against Chelsea in that uh, FA Cup final. Mm. Yes. I, he, he, he doesn't get often, but when he does, eh, Brad? Yeah, yeah. He's kind of like Muzzy, is it, isn't it? You don't really score mm. a tap in if you're a and you never saw Muzzy, is it, really score a tap in? So no. it's really nice to see. And, and, that, and that was kind of like the pinnacle because at that point, Leicester were probably just getting pegged back a little bit by United. I mean, you can't stop that goal. There's, there's, no, there's no saving that goal. No matter who's in goal, you could have three keepers no. and they weren't saving it. Um, and you took your hat to it. And that was probably pivotal for Leicester because I think you probably got a feeling it, 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 deep down in your heart that, oh God, don't, don't please don't make this be the point now where after the first 20-odd minutes and we go and crumble. And we really didn't. If anything, it really seemed to... A frustrate and annoy them to go. No, that ain't right. We don't deserve to be behind this game. Let's get up. Let's keep this going. We will get that goal. And you know what? He looks for it because he just, mm. he just simply just guides it with his foot. And De Gea just kind of goes, "I ain't got a chance to save that if that dips." And it dipped when it did, and it was just a brilliant finish. I mean, all the goals pretty much were were, were decent goals uh, from both sides mm. today. Uh, yeah, and like I said, it was just... Sorry, go on. No, no, finish off, sorry. I was just going to say, it, it was great to see the response uh, um, from being one down um, yeah. going forward. Jeff joining us from the Philippines. Hello, Jeff. How the devil are you, sir? Thank you very much. Uh, match was shown live there. I know. We, <laughs> we, have to, we have to pay a fortune to watch it in our own country, but... Invite us over and we'll come over and live with you for the season. <laughs> Have the season in the Philippines and the off-season in England. Um, Leicester were dominant in all spheres of the game. I'll probably watch the game again during the week. I, I don't blame you at all. Um, there, uh, Yes, yeah, Scott, I'm not sure wh whether you need to get to the hospital here, but who needs CR7 when we've got VD9? Now, Scott, you know... You're on your own with the VD9, I'll tell you what. But obviously, if you've cured yourself eight times before, stop doing it. <laughs> Don't go out with these women. What can I say? You know, Scott. Oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, it was meant to be JV9. Yeah, of course it did, Scott. Of course it did. Um, <laughs> Terry says, just see Man United are tonight fifth, right and above them with same number of games. Um, indeed, they are a point. Man United on 14 points. Uh, yeah, here. we needed this type of performance today. Lucas says, Here agrees with you, uh, Maisie Greenwood Best Academy. Um, Emmanuel, well done, Daka. We are very proud of you. Um, let's just have a look. You can, I mean. Brad, would you say this was? I mean, what you can see what a huge difference Rad Rad says here Evans' return makes. I mean, yes, it, we you know we know what he brings to the team, we know how he improves the team, but that whole performance wasn't just down obviously to him, was it? No, of course not. But I think it does play a part in it. I think we've been very observant of the fact that Leicester have maybe missed that leader at the back line. Like we know, Cags you know, performs like that when he's got Evans alongside him or even before he got injured for Farner alongside him. Mm. He, he looked a more accomplished uh, centre-back. And as we've seen and as results have shown before today's game, that when he's not got that sort of command and that maybe that player that kind of looks at him sternly and goes, 
don't do that again. And when he makes a mistake um, and he kind of takes it in, we've been missing that and, that, and that's cost us. Um, so he, he did play a part in it. It was one of the few things that got the result. But yeah, it wasn't the only thing. It wasn't the only reason Leicester won that game. There was a lot of uh, mm. a lot of reasons behind that victory. Um, but that was definitely one that was pleasing to see. I think we, we all felt a bit of sigh of relief seeing Evans in the starting eleven. Yes. I was a bit worried about I was pleased he lasted as long as he did. Uh yeah. Nick Swimmer, they're amazing. I love the Maguire disaster class in his first came back at the KP with supporters. Cherry on top was Soyuncu scoring. Let's face it, he was, he was either going to come up and get a goal against us or he was going to have a disaster <laughs> with the game being what it was, wasn't he? Maisie? He had the disaster last season, though, against Sheffield United, and that was one of his former clubs as well. Maybe you should just not play against his former clubs. Well, this 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 is very true. This is very true. But um, don't care whether you kept the receipt or not. You're not having the money back. <laughs> I want a refund. <laughs> and I no, want ten million dollars. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, mate. No, no, no. Tell you what, we'll we'll we'll, well I'll do you a deal, all right? Because I think this is about the level. If if you want us to take Maguire back, you've got to take Perez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but I mean, so there we got two, two, two wonder goals in fairness. Um, and then Rashford comes on, you know, so Rashford, uh, MBE, OBE, whatever he BZs he's got. Um, and you're thinking, like, oh god, here we go, don't you, uh, Maisie? You must have been happy thinking, this is it now, we're gonna go on and win this. Yeah, I did think, oh, great, uh, Rashford is coming back because um, he did play um, a closed-door game. I think it was against um, Burnley, and he did manage to get two goals as well. So I was looking forward to seeing his return. I was glad that he did get that goal to equalise, but we mm. didn't take that advantage because as soon as we scored, you was like, right, that's it. You want to score against us, we'll score against you back. So that's exactly how it was with Leicester City. Um, yeah. It, it, we could have had Buddy, Ronaldo, and Messi on that team today, and we wouldn't have even played. We wouldn't have even won. Oh, oh, I, I, this, this whole show is getting clipped. I don't know about individual things, uh, Maisie. I think I'm just going to put a put a, a compilation of all your comments together today and remind you about this. Remind you about this. Um, Rashford scores. I mean, you know, Vardy. Let's face it. Um, Brad, he could have scored in the first, 15th, 20th, 40th, 75th, 90th. He, he just does it when he wants, doesn't he? He certainly does. He keeps, uh, you know, age-defying football. He keeps proving himself. Um, mm. like, so we could have had three or four. I mean, you know, De Gea made a great save off Tillemans to stop him getting yeah. a second. Yeah, uh, Daka was denied before he eventually got his goal. So he could have got one earlier. Ricardo could have made 3-1 before Rashford went down. Neil Render made it to all. So it was just it was just one of them where it could have happened at any time. But you just know with Jamie Vardy, he's going to do it. I mean, one thing yeah. I will give credit for was the official. Um, because Juan Pataka did get booked for his foul on Timothy Castagne uh, in the build-up to Vardy's goal. Um, but he allowed play to go on. And if he doesn't do that, you'd have heard an uproar from Leicester fans that he didn't because not just because it came out to a goal, but because Leicester were creating a chance anyway in live mm. play 
to allow it to get played on was very good. Obviously, it's easy to say that when it benefits you in a way that it does, but it's good for football to see them decisions getting the advantage. Um, because normally we get on officials back, but um, I don't think he was the worst official. I think he actually had a very sound sound game to, um, officiating today. I think he got actually, especially when seeing replays, he actually got more decisions right than maybe people think he did. Well, I was trying to, yeah. I was actually, that was going to be my next question because. And I will ask Maisie the same question being on the other end of the, the result. But I'm thinking the referee actually, well, you know, the, the, the whole thing, the VAR and, and the refs and what have you, we're quick to criticise them. And I'm trying to think, am I being right in saying I think he's having a good game because we're winning? <laughs> or did he, did he actually have, in fairness, the ref, have a good game? It's an odd one, really, because... You do look at a lot of games and you think, wow, like, this ref has done this, this shouldn't have been allowed. But in terms of, like, there were several um, tackles we made, like, one with Bruno Fernandes, um, mm. with, I think it was James Madison, and that was near to our box. And, yeah, that was definitely a free kick. You look at other things as well. Uh, the Matic, when he shoved James Madison, that was another uh, free kick for me as well. Um, I think knowing that the results were going our way, we was getting a little bit more frustrated. But mm. I do feel like there was some certain times where I didn't think it was a free kick. There was an odd one or two I didn't think was a free kick with James Madison. Well, did you men? You know, you mentioned fouls there. Now, I was surprised at this, but it got worse as the game went on. We actually committed five fouls on your team, Maisie. Leicester fouled a Man United player five times. Man United fouled a Leicester player 17 times. Probably, probably 16 means Madison. Yeah, I'm going to say 16 of those ones probably on James. You beat me to it, damn you. You beat me to it. But, yeah, um, were, 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 you, were we frustrated? Was, was it the only way you felt you could stop us? Yeah, I think... We played into your hands in a way because James Madison, he is a very good technical player. And the thing is, what we need to be careful of as well is we can't commit a foul too much on a certain player. And I feel like we just went into less hands doing that. Just keep Because we know that James Madison is a threat towards us. And I think we just kept trying to foul James Madison, uh, thinking, oh, we'll, we'll get the ball off him. But it didn't obviously go to that point. And I think it was just getting more and more frustrated later on in the game. Oh, we forgot Sir Inchu's goal, of course, Brad. I mean, you know, we've again, we've been quick to moan about these players, but all these players we've been moaning about, they're saying they were off form, suddenly today turned up. Madison had a great game. Evans came back, had a good game, but I know it was injury. And even Sir Inchu, you know, even Sir Inchu scored, as they say. Yeah, you know what? What If one man needed a goal or deserved a performance of good quality today, it was him. You know, I think a few games he's been very unfortunate. You know, there's been deflections that have gone straight to an opposition when any other time they'd have gone where you wanted them out, either out of play or starting mm -hmm. a counter-attack. Uh, and he's just been easy. You know, we, we've been saying for a few weeks that he just seems a player that every time he touches the ball, something big goes wrong for him. And today it was pretty much quite the opposite. He was fairly solid. Um, I think Ronaldo. I think he was living rent free in Ronaldo's head at times for that game. Um, 
<laughs> and he got the goal. And I just think sometimes when you man-manage a player like that, and I'm going to give credit to Brendan here. I think he man-managed him. I think he put his arm around him a few times. He's obviously spoke to him through the international break. Um, and it showed because I believe Leicester scored from two set pieces today, didn't they? Yeah, we bought a set piece coach. We got yeah, a set you piece, piece coach. coach. What, what, what has he done? <laughs> Leicester don't score from set pieces a lot, mate. Any Leicester fan will tell you that. And to see, I know it wasn't directly from it. The, it wasn't like he headed it in directly from the corner. But mm. essentially, the corner got the goal and then the free kick in the 90th minute. I tell you what, talk about that goal, Chris. You couldn't have asked for two contrasting responses inside 10 seconds from the crowd, could you? I no. heard the announcement of five minutes stoppage time and you heard the collective groans from the home fans and then 10 seconds later, Dak is at the back post sealing the game and it doesn't matter that there's five minutes left because Leicester have put the game to bed. But yeah, it was... It was a performance that was needed by Sorenshu, and I'm glad he got it. I'm really if anybody to wants it. to get the clipping tool ready, this is the point that you're going to have to, to, I think, click. Because, Brad, as David says there, Perez, got to give him credit, to assist when he came on. Yeah, I'm always glad for Perez to prove me wrong. One performance and one, and one 20 minutes doesn't make him a good player. I'm not instantly going to change my mind. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> one of the people that suddenly bows down to it. But thank you, Perez, for thank you, Perez, for turning up and making a performance. I think you've now paid back three hundred pound of the thirty million we spent on you. <laughs> We're not going to convince. <laughs> We're never going to convince Brad. Um, <laughs> uh, JJ, good evening. Uh, you say here, uh, what a game, lads! It, it, it was. It was. It was end to end. Um, Terry, it just shows how tight it is from 4th down to 11th as it stands. It makes today win so much more pivotal. I was worried if we lost, what would, you know, would we start to sort of fall away? Um, JJ, we said this earlier, actually. I said the same. I wouldn't change that team. Scott says here, would you agree with this, uh, Maisie? I couldn't believe Pogba uh, didn't get more yellow cards. Yeah, I think... Pogba, it wasn't his good game whatsoever, and I personally would have took Pogba off. Um, I wouldn't have put Scott McTominay on, but give Donny van der Beek, give him the chance, put him in that role with Matic, because in pre-season, we played against Everton, and um, it was a Donny and Matic partnership. Why not have done that for the last 30 minutes of the game? It, I think it was... I think Pogba, he had two good games, and then the rest is just slacked. Right, right. I mean... Brad, JJ says they behave. I was at the ground. The ref was shite. I don't know. And you're entitled to your opinion, JJ, and I respect you for your opinion. But I don't know. When when can we stop moaning about it? If they've got to moan about the ref after that performance, I thought he kept the game going. He was letting games go. And then if nothing was coming from it after a foul was calling it back, um, you know, we, we didn't get any, you know, Dubious decisions, penalties given again. I thought the ref had, had a good game. If if that ref was shite, I don't know what referees have got to do, in my opinion. I don't know if you would agree with that, Brad. I mean, to be fair, I can kind of understand why JJ May thinks he had a bad game because it was probably four or five fouls that if I didn't mm. get to see the replay, and let's remember, yes, they have the better view live, but they don't also get uh, the replays. I don't know 
how consistent the replays are on the big screens either at the King Power. Mm. Um, but I saw four or five uh, fouls given and I was like, it's never a foul or why is that not a foul? Uh, and mm. then you got to see the replay and to be fair, 80% of the contentious decisions that you may have thought were a free kick or weren't probably was actually given mm. right by the referee. You've got to remember as well, we're trying to get this game back to a game where you actually can contact players and actually get a bit stuck in on them. I, you know, we, 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 as a collective, as a footballing supporting unit, have probably been scared that football's becoming like basketball in a non-contact sport. It's yes, got a bit yeah. ridiculous at one point. So to be honest with you, there was, prob- there was probably some tackles. And if you look over our, our last few games where Madison's gone down a bit easier, I think these players have learned that the referees aren't going to buy these decisions or buy the fact that, yes, you were talking, yes, he might have kicked your shin, but he didn't really do enough to send you to the floor. So... You know, referees are also trying to readapt to, to that being a situation. And I think, realistically, I'm with you, Chris, I think that was one of the better officiating yeah. games we've seen home or away this season. We're, again, we're, we're never, you're never going to get a referee that, you know, pleases both sides 100% of the time. Um, got, got this for you, Maisie. Garlic bread. She does like a nibble of garlic bread, don't you, Maisie? Absolutely adore garlic bread. And to be honest, <laughs> I need plenty of it to, uh, to come through tonight. Comfort Top choice, Maisie. Top choice of food. I agree with you on that. Yes. You don't need comfort food. I need comfort food. No, I need celebratory food. It's just, it just happens that your comfort food is the same as my celebratory food. And I, that's I, your I, celebratory I, food? Is it I, I think we, uh, we, um, we, we, yeah, we do need takeaways tonight. Um, oh, we're going to get in a bit more into sort of the, t- the technical side of Leicester's game here. So we're just going to quickly do this, uh, Maisie, then we'll let you go because um, Brad's about to get his board out. And uh, <laughs> you, you don't want to be seeing that, I'll tell you. <laughs> um, Man United, uh, your best player, according to the votes on the BBC, was Greenwood with 5.45. Um, your best player wasn't as bad as our worst player. But do you think he was? Would you agree? Was he your best player, followed by Rashford? Um, for me, I probably would say Greenwood was our best player. Uh, yeah. I say our second best player was Matic, um, because I felt like the game was a lot more controlling on our side when Matic was playing, and um, as well, what I did find like Matic, he just kept the the ball keep. keep uh, I, I've got my dentures in now. Um, <laughs> you mind? Um, Give me mine back. You've got <laughs> mine. <laughs> Matic kept the game simple. He literally he had the ball. He passed it. The odd time he went forward, he defended well as well. Apart from obviously, you seen that time with James Madison when he pushed him. I think that was more yeah. out of frustration more than anything. Yes, but for me, yeah. I'd say Matic was our second best player on the pitch. And why? I don't know why he doesn't start more regular. I know they say it's his age, but he's still got a year or two he can play well yeah. in the Premier League um, I understand he can't play every game but I'd give him more games than what he is rather than playing him on the 85th minute so we can keep a clean sheet Yeah, agree. And, and your worst player with 3.45 uh, scores on the door uh, was Mr £80 million man Maguire I'll agree with that I think he was our worst player on the pitch I think mm. him and another one, I think Sancho had a terrible game. 
Do you think Sancho is still bedding in, though? The thing is, with Sancho, yeah, I understand that. It's a brand. It's a brand new league. The uh, the Bundesliga is completely different. Being in Man City's youth is completely different to uh, the Premier League as well. I completely understand that. And me at the beginning even said maybe it might be confidence issues due to the Euros when he missed that penalty and why he's not performing how he should be. And I yeah. was giving him that benefit of the doubt. But the thing is, he's not doing what a winger should do. He's not taking risks like Marcus Rashford does like he's not taking on he wasn't taking on your defenders whatsoever he literally got the ball he was like oh no I can't, I can't do that and then he passed it back to Luke Shaw and then Luke mm. Shaw passed it to Matic and then Matic passed it to Bruno and then we give the ball away well all I can say is Maisie if you speak to Amondi before um, tomorrow then please please just say I'll see him Monday night <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry, I'll speak to him for you. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Maisie. All the best. Thanks for having me on. Take care. Yes, Thanks for having you on, Maze. See you later, both. Bye bye. Bye bye. Brad, I've got somebody at the door, so if you can just talk about the game for a few minutes. Yeah, yeah, that 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 that's sure. Um, I can talk about the game for a few minutes. Uh, it was pretty good, wasn't it, guys? Um, you'll find out in a sec why my camera's off. It's not for technical issues. Um, but it was just so refreshing to see a Leicester that it seemed so far gone and so disconnected from what from what we'd seen over the past two and a half years of Brent, uh, two and a half seasons of Brendan Rodgers' tenure. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's a cliche, obviously, and it's it's always a funny old game football, but. Um, to see a performance back to its basics of Leicester and what we what we were used to seeing before the start of this season was very refreshing. And and sometimes in football, there's a game or two that happens, and and it was just very good that it came at a pivotal point. I think this game, it was so pivotal to win it, and to do it in the style we did, Chris, was just phenomenal. I did. Thank you very much for that, Brad. It's the misses. Or the ex-misses, I should say. <laughs> wouldn't stop pressing the buzzer. So I'm in the middle of a bloody show. Uh, James, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Welcome along. Uh, I think you're playing tomorrow, is it, at Everton? Uh, well done to Leicester. Thank you, sir. Um, Scott saying here, Brad, do you not think Maguire wrapping his arm around in Nacho wasn't under these circumstances a foul? Obviously, oh, yeah, the 15, 16 season, yeah. Good. Yeah, I mean, Morgan and Lewis got away with it up until the West Ham game, let's be honest with you. Jeff, you're off to bed, mate. Well done. Thanks for joining us all the way from the Philippines. Always nice to have uh, fans in, Leicester fans in from around the world. You early risers there, but then again, I guess you were... Um, it, it's oh, must be six here. It's going to be about midnight over there in the Philippines. Um Great result today, and the only VAR I've seen today was Vardy. <laughs> nice one, nice one. Okay, so um, it's that time. And we're going to talk about the individual players soon, but we have a new segment of the post-match show, um, which is this, da -da -da -da, Brad's tactical appraisal. He's going to take a look for us now. Uh, he's going to get his board out for the ladies. Oh, yes. Um, and uh, he's going to talk us through what he thought of Leicester's performance. So over to you, Bradley. Oh, don't you call me Bradley. That's not my <laughs> name. All right. 
So this is this, this is how Leicester lined up today. I, I was going to write their initials underneath. There's not enough room to include the subs. Leicester started with a back three, as we are aware, uh, and, and had uh, attacking wing backs on either side. And what I did like about today's performance is I thought the issue before this game got started, I thought the biggest pressing issue that Leicester had is when they played against Crystal Palace, I'm just going to quickly try and change these around a bit quicker, is they played a 4-4-2. And whilst that system was one that a lot of Leicester fans wanted implemented, the only issue that Leicester seemed to have is because they, A, didn't have Johnny Evans involved, uh, and, and B, had lesser numbers, they probably felt a bit more exposed in between the gap of the centre-backs were having to leave because they were obviously then having to help double up on their wing-backs. Another issue that Leicester had against Crystal Palace is the, problem, the biggest problem they had is Harvey Barnes and Lutman were having to start their press from inside the half and the midfielders were picking up the balls here. I've said before, I find it baffling that Yes, your ball winner, who's usually indeedy, is supposed to be uh, marshalling them areas. But for me, seeing sometimes in the game, uh, Yuri Tillemans was picking the ball up in the same sort of area, if not sometimes even deeper, he was probably picking it up around here. And the problem is, is that gave obvious errors, is that this part of the pitch was completely controlled by our opposition. And let me just quickly get rid of this. I haven't got a proper board, Marcus, just bear with me. For those of you on the podcast that are listening to this afterwards, basically Leicester's biggest problem is that their midfield was too defensive-minded and was leaving too many gaps in the front. So it was leaving Jamie Vardy, Kalecci and Acho very exposed and very open and almost starved of the ball. So I've got rid of a few lines there. It's not neat, but I, I can't be OCD at this moment in time. So what did the new structure and formation allow Leicester to do? Well, first of all, what it allowed... Leicester to do was be more dependent and more confident in relying on their back three to shield out the box. And not just that, but it allowed, and I know Scott made the point that maybe Castagne was a bit isolated to do defenders, but what that allowed the wingers to do, and the reason he was given that, is because it allowed these two to come in and shore up if one of these was out of position, say if you know, Simon Chu had gone on his run. It allowed Evans to come in and it allowed Castagne to cover that gap. So Leicester always stayed at a three at the back, no matter what happened. And it also cured the problem that I just brought up about Tillemans. Because even though on a defensive structure, we'd like to see our players come back, what we was mainly probably looking for was Leicester to then switch to essentially a 3-3-2-2. Three, three, two, two. And what that allowed us to do was Samore or Tillemans, depending on which one, because Samore, unlike Ndidi, is, has been brought in more as an attacking threat. And that's not to say that Ndidi can't do the attacking job, but he's definitely more a defensive-minded midfielder. And what that then allowed Leicester to do in contingents was when they got the ball out and caught Manchester United out on the attack, was instantly get the ball to Samore or Tillemans. It then allowed Leicester's wide midfielders in Yuri Tillemans and Madison to push forward and drift wide. And it also then initiated Timothy Castagne and Ricardo to go forward, knowing at full well that the back line wouldn't push up much past that sort of area just in front of their own box. It allowed Leicester on the attack to then come forward in a force. They had the anchor behind, sat behind in case they got picked off or Manchester United intercepted it. 
they had a back three to allow Ricardo and Castagne to get back if they got in trouble. And it also then meant that Vardy and Ian Acho could either come towards the ball, drift wide to create space for them, or get into dangerous areas. And that's really what Leicester have been all about for the past two seasons. And trying to find that in a mix with the two people up front is something that Leicester maybe have struggled with at times. And what that just allowed was it just meant that Leicester were covered for each position. And what I saw a lot of in the game was any time we had a, a, a rugged pass in the middle of the of the pitch was uh, either Samore or Amate or Evans or Soyuncu, depending on which side of the pitch it was coming through the middle, was there. They were there. They were instigating the ball. They read the play. They saw what was happening. They saw the cutout. And before the cutout could turn into a dangerous counter-attack and leave Leicester exposed, they were dealing with the they were dealing with the situation to stop Manchester United's press. And I think that really helped Leicester isolate the options of the likes of Ronaldo and Sancho. And I know, of course, it didn't always go to plan. Manchester United did have their chances. And that was the risk that Leicester were willing to take. Because if you remember, I think it was one of Brendan's first game in charges of Leicester at Manchester City. And basically, it wasn't for a wonder goal. Leicester would have come away from the Etihad with a point. We all remember Vincent Company's job. And what that does allow is, in the most defensive of situations in the game, is Leicester can still afford to do this, which is keep their back five and then say to tournaments, OK, it's 2-1 and say in the 85th minute, 2-1, you sit in there and Madison or Lukeman or whoever it is, Madison moves in there. I'll just note that down so people know that that's James Madison. So that's the system then that Leicester can take up if they're under the cock. Because that still then again allows for that breakout. It allows for the breakout. With having this extra man in, in, in the centre-back role, in, in the back three, it allows for a breakout. It allows for us to compress the, the the attack of any opposition and it also allows Pereira and Castagne to have a better starting position where we prefer to see them probably even further up the field that when when they read the game and notice they're already halfway towards the half line so then Leicester can distribute it and then that allows Soyuncu, um sorry that allows Tillemans and uh, Samore to join James Madison in going forward, so they can get themselves into the positions that Leicester fans and Brendan Rodgers is expecting to see them, which is around the middle of the park with James Madison and Yuri Tillemans closer to the edge of the box, which they did brilliantly today. They did, and then that also did. frees up Vardy and Ian Acho. And that is how Leicester City won 4 2. You know, that was that. You, I closed my eyes and I could have been watching Sky. <laughs> brilliantly, brilliantly said, Brad. Brilliantly said. Thank you very much. From that, then, um, I'm going to have to ask you this: uh, your man of the match. Ooh, who, who do I pick? And I say that with a good tone this I time. I do. Not, not I good. know. And well, I, I haven't had time to do the graphic yet because um, he, he was struggling to get um, uh, 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 internet uh, access, but. Um, Alan has gone, well, he, he rated the team 10 and he rated the manager 10. And I don't think you could give them anything less than that after that performance. Well, and no, and uh, now he picked the team, but he said, if I can't go for the team, he's actually gone for Inacho. You know and what? I think that's a fair shout. 
Yeah, it is. Because for me, Ineaptro was probably the most unplayable I've seen him in his entire mm. career. Not just at Leicester, but his entire career. He was unplayable. Yeah. He complemented Vardy well. He complemented the attack well. And he was the reason behind the mistake that led to our equaliser. You know, yes. if he doesn't make that press or read that pass out to Maguire, then we don't get back into the game and, and, and the whole thing's a different story. Yeah. But yeah, I would agree with Alan. If I had yeah. to pick one and I can't yeah. save the team, then I'm picking Ian Apcho. Yeah. We'll let Brad finish polishing that off and we will be right back. Um, <laughs> that's him. We'll be right back after this because this is what is coming up next. Tomorrow night, uh, no, not tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, I'm actually on a Manchester United fan show. I'm going to enjoy that. Uh, Monday night, um, we're having a Monday from the Man United agenda. We've had him on before, a lovely, lovely guy. He will be very honest. I do know him. We have a bit of banter, uh, but he'll be coming on and we'll be looking back at the show. Um, I can't wait for that. I can't wait for that either. Um, Brad, just quickly, I mean, looking at the BBC what ratings here, the, the fans voted Dakar as man of the match and Perez second. I, I think that's more in delirium of the fact that Perez actually did something useful with the ball and, and, and it was very nice <laughs> to see Dakar, Dakar get a goal that he's deserved. He's you know, he had that one against Napoli chalked off, which yeah. probably would have won the game. Uh and you know, he had that saved by De Gea. So I think it's one that Leicester fans have been waiting for, and he's definitely deserved. And that's another Leicester player that can announce that their first goal against uh, for Leicester was scored against Manchester United. So he has something in common with Luke Thomas. So, you know. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Or you could say Jamie Vardy's first Premier League goal. Uh, yes, they've also yes. got a Marty down as our worst player, and I think you know I, I, I blow hot and cold with um, with a Marty, but I think that's possibly a bit unfair today. I don't think anybody deserves mm. it. I, I would say if you're rating someone for who had the worst performance in a win, not sure how that's possible. No, um, I think it's purely. I think you're purely saying who was the least, least involved. Good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In, in, in terms of defending, and it's probably it's very harsh on Marte. I think he had a very mm. sturdy, a very good game. Sorry, I am just relining everything up. The OCD said you can get away with it while you're doing it. But you have to put everything back <laughs> on the thing. Terry, he's off. Thanks very much, mate. Going to get the dog for a walk. Um, so have a, have a have a good have a good one and uh, take care. Thanks for joining us, Brad. As always, thank you very much, young man. It's been a pleasure. It really has today. I'm not just saying that, mate. I mean, <laughs> it's always a pleasure, no matter the result. But it's even more enjoyable when it's one as advantageous as that. It's very good. Mate. Against who it was. It was indeed. Mate, I'll speak to you next week. Take care, bud. Yeah, and you, mate. Take care. Cheers. Thanks a lot. So just a couple of... Uh, 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 oops. A couple of announcements to, to bring you. Um, don't please forget to this on Sunday. <laughs>
Or Tuesday even. <laughs> yes, I don't know. I'm I'm so happy. Uh Tuesday, <laughs> check out the BBC Leicester City homepage. Uh I'm not allowed to do a a match report as such, but guess what I might be commenting on? <laughs> not hard, is it? Um that's coming up on Tuesday and Keep your eyes out for this. We do. We've got a new quiz that is coming up really soon. Is that a clue, do you think, in the picture? <laughs> I'm going to shoot people. Don't worry. If you've not watched uh, Squid uh, Squid Game, you've no idea what I'm talking about. But I, I won't be shooting anybody. But uh, but that is coming up. And these are the score predictions. Um, Ian and myself both get a point. Um for predicting that we were going to win. Unfortunately, neither of us got the three points because we didn't get the score right. Um, Marshy and Steve Linux. I know where you were coming from, but maybe Steve Linux, because of course he does reverse psychology with his score. So maybe that was uh, that was right. Uh, Steve Walsh went for the draw and did Jerry Taggart. But uh, hey, I went for the win. It just shows sometimes I do know what I'm talking about. Match of the day tonight? Well, we're going to be on first or second. I have a feeling it'll be Liverpool because it's the BBC. But, you know, I think we should be there for a second. It was a great game. It really, really was. That is the Leicester we've been waiting for. That is the Leicester that maybe this is the game that might just stick, kickstart our career. Because not only was it a great performance, not only was it a great win, but it was who it was against. One of what most people have been saying at the start of the season was going to be a team that would finish in the top four. A Leicester back. All I will say is, Spartak Moscow, we're coming for you. <laughs> See you Monday at seven. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube. And follow all their social media platforms for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club.
listen on your favourite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Sports Social Podcast Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.